0: listening to the don't fret club podcast i'm jess hope and i've been a music journalist for over a decade for the last four years i've been chatting to musicians specifically about mental health all of my conversations are documented on this very podcast i've learned a lot and have shared some incredibly insightful chats with some very wise people You've landed on one of my earlier episodes from Season 1, so a big thanks for digging through the archives. As you can imagine, the quality of some of these early recordings is somewhat varied, but the conversations are all extremely honest, insightful and real. I aim to keep things as positive as possible here at Don't Fret Club, but of course these are real conversations from real people and do contain some difficult conversations about mental health, including topics of anxiety, depression and addiction. If you or someone you know does need support for mental health, please speak to a professional. Lifeline Australia is 13, 11, 14, a list of worldwide resources are also available at don'tfret.club. hello you're listening to the first ever don't fret club podcast and each episode i'll be speaking to a different musician all about their own experiences with anxiety depression and all kinds of insecurities that we all deal with on a day-to-day basis it's an open conversation so please do get in touch on twitter at don't fret club i'm super stoked to finally share this with you Personally I felt like there wasn't really a platform to hear from people I admired about these sorts of issues and as someone who's been through many of the traditional routes when it comes to dealing with my own anxiety and depression I wanted to create a platform that allowed us to share real tips and advice from when we're kind of just going through these difficult motions. It's part of everyday life and I don't think it's something we should be ashamed of talking about which is where I'm super excited to bring in my first guest, the wonderful Jenna from Tonight Alive. I had the pleasure of chatting to Jenna over the phone as the band wrapped up their recent UK tour, and as well as talking so openly about her own experiences, she talks in more detail about how it's all impacted her songwriting and shares some of her go-to tracks for when she's feeling a bit low. Keep listening for the full interview and do let me know what you think on Twitter at Don't Fret Club. First, I wanted to chat to Jenna about her personal struggles with eczema. It's something I also suffer from, and a topic Jenna's previously blogged about so brilliantly. And it's also something that I feel like people don't automatically associate with the problems of anxiety and depression. Here's what Jenna had to say.
1: I think I started like vocalising it in maybe 2012, and I think that was because I... um Ended up writing a blog about the difficulties I went through with it, and we had to cancel a tour in at the start of that year because I was really burning out. And if we hadn't cancelled that tour, I wouldn't have been able to continue touring at all. Um, I was becoming really depressed, and um, my my health had just completely, and lack of health really had just taken over my life and um, my sanity. And we ended up writing a song about it called "The Ocean." And that was kind of about the frustration of being you know trapped in your body basically and having a body fighting against you, even though you're doing everything to protect it um so when i when we released that song, there was a like a lot of speculation and kind of like comedic commentation about what it might have been about um which was never offensive, but I felt like that was the opportunity for me to start being honest for the first time about it and it's something that really stole my self-confidence for a long time and continues to from time to time um so it was really it was really scary but it was also empowering because a lot of people responded to it um like relating to what I'd said and um I feel that the more I'm open about what I struggle with whether it's eczema or other things the more i attract like minded people into my life and i have more people to relate to I was Just recently I was having quite a bad day and went to have some treatment. I went to have some acupuncture done in, in Bristol and I had 20 minutes to kill before the appointment so I went to the aromatherapy oil shop and the lady um, working behind the counter had chronic eczema and I just felt like I felt like that situation was kind of meant to happen. I felt that I was meant to meet her and see someone that was like me and have a conversation with a woman that was almost twice my age and kind of have someone to to talk to that really understood. So I guess where I'm at with it is continuing to look for different reliefs and treatments and um, look after myself in the best way possible, um, which is, like I said, attracted those kinds of people into my life, but also inspired other people to
2: um, keep fighting and do the same. Oh, that's amazing. I'm from Bristol, actually. Where about... Oh, really? The, yeah, where was the shop? It was in Cotton
1: Hill. Cotton oh, Hill, is that right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Awesome. awesome. Oh, awesome. I'm going to try that. Yeah, it's
1: beautiful there.
2: Do you feel like um, kind of recognising the signs of when you're you're beginning to burn out has kind of helped you and that the, the people around you can also start to kind of recognise it before it escalates? Yeah, we're
1: all really in touch with each other, the garden. You guys are really there for me in a way that I, even when I don't even ask them to be, um, I think when I start to burn out is when I, when my mind starts to go down. Because a lot of this tour, we've been out for a month, a lot of this tour I've been unwell. And, um, at first I was losing my voice and it was having a cold and then my ex has really, really been the worst it has been in years. And, um, so physically my body is rejecting being on tour. But my mind is in such a good place that I know I can keep on basically, and what I'm doing in my life is so satisfying and fulfilling that um, I feel that my mind can carry my body. But when it can't, is when it can't, is when I know I need to recharge. And um, Cameron is particularly aware of that, and the other day he just said to me, "Look, if you need to miss interviews, if you need to miss the meet and greet or sound tech, like." if that's what it takes for you to be stable and happy and grounded, just so you continue to put on a good show every night, then that's what you have to do. Go and remove yourself and, you know, spend whatever it takes to, um, to find relief and peace of mind basically. So I have the support of my, my, my friends and my team. And and I think I'm a lot more self-aware of the, the moments that, you need to step away and protect yourself. And a lot of our record is actually about that.
2: Do you find the writing process therapeutic then when you're with the new album? And I know you said the other side is quite therapeutic as well. Was that the, the case this time around as well?
1: I think it, it, it's always therapeutic in hindsight. When you're writing it, it's because you're in, in the position. It's because you're fighting something or learning something or you know, resisting change. and um. Yeah, like, writing the record absolutely was a cathartic process, but only only when it's kind of finished and complete, I find. I don't write a song and instantly feel like... I don't feel like a different person after I wrote a song, but once I recorded it, performed it, like listened to it, then I can reflect on it in a different way. Even now, we're playing songs like listening and what he's so scared of, and even wasting away on stage, and they're there's some songs from our EP and first album, and some of the things I say in that song, I can't, I don't know how or why I wrote them at like 17, 18, 19. Um, actually, it would have been earlier than that, 16, 17,
0: 18. Um, I don't
1: know how I wrote them or what I was thinking at the time, but now I can listen to them and I can be healed by those songs. I was in listening, I say stuff like, I well, I won't quote the lyrics, but I'll just say like that song's all about challenging things and questioning what you've been taught, um and creating your own view on the world. And I sort of say we all have hearts that say you're nodding but are you listening? And it's just about raising your consciousness to things that are important to you and also important in the world and not underestimating your effect as a human on other people and on the planet and on all all, all beings really. So um yeah, I continue to learn from songwriting, but it's often after the fact.
2: And how do you think then the kind of music industry and just music in general? Can kind of continue and maybe improve the way it helps raise awareness of mental health, especially in you know the young community that are kind of embracing it and coming to your shows. How mm. important do you think it is?
1: I think it's huge. I think that no matter whether you choose to be or not, you're a role model, and whether you whether you believe your music has an effect on other people, it always will. Well, everything has a butterfly effect, and what you put into your music will will kind of multiply and manifest and, like, um, continue to grow and change in ways that we don't understand. I'm always, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to look for some kind of enlightenment and I'm I'm trying to learn. It's what, that's what my music is a reflection of and if that's what people are absorbing from it and then applying to their lives, even subconsciously, that's awesome. So I think it's important for people to be aware of it, but, um, what can I say? I mean, you can't speak on behalf of other songwriters because some people need to write about heavy things that you don't have a silver lining. That's just where they are at that point in time. But um, I think I think more so than the artist being aware of it, it's important for the listener to be aware of what they're listening to and how that's
2: going to affect them. Yeah, and kind of just, just being open about it, kind of even the, the topics that don't have a result kind of mm-hmm. putting them out there and kind of getting them off your chest and being able to talk about it, even if you're mm. singing about it, you're screaming, I I kind of feel like that's huge in itself Mhm. Yeah, I,
1: I think honesty and, and being genuine is the best it's, well that's my, my sorry, that's the music that I enjoy listening to the most um, Alanis Morissette is um, one of the artists that has these lyrics that uh, kind of like have a with psychology and spirituality and just constant self reflection like that. And I love that I've learned a lot from her. Um yeah. That's
2: cool. And then do you have um any other kind of go to track maybe that you kind of put on when you're feeling a bit low and you kind of they're always the ones that pick you up?
1: I started listening to instrumental music, um so that I don't have to focus on any lyrics. And um, I find that I enjoy that music almost more than music with vocals, which is ironic. But, um, <laughs> but the song I started listening to is, is called Harmonics of an X by Elliot Lip. So relaxing and, like, grounding. It, I just, it just makes me want to lie down and close my eyes and smile. Um, so I'm just slowly being introduced to more and more music like that. that that I find really, like, separates me from my situation. And by the time the song's finished, I kind of forget where I was beforehand and can just keep on.
2: Do you do things like kind of, um... I've always been told that yoga and meditation are quite huge when you're kind of wanting to relax your mind. Are there something Mm -hmm. that you do as well? Yeah, they are. I think, like, yoga came into
1: my life when I was a teenager. And, um... I didn't really practice it as much as I do now, but the more I learn about it, and every time I do it, I feel like I ask myself the question, "Why don't I do this every single day?" It's like a um, it's yoga in itself is meditation because if you can focus your mind on one single thing, then you're meditating. Um, I find that when I'm in a yoga class or doing my own flow, that I'm not thinking about anything else, and um, and that in itself I find to be really, really Healthy is just to give your mind a break from emotional, um, like weight. Basically, mm-hmm. I feel like you're just all you can focus on is your movement and your breathing, and it's really nice to be in touch with your body. Even if you do that for five minutes a day, it's just like connecting your mind and body, and um, and you have and then you have a better connection with everything else, including people. So I
2: I'm kind of going to ask everyone for their don't fret tips just for those really simple things and you're kind of struggling to cope on a day-to-day basis, where you yeah. can kind of, the, the little pick-me-ups, I guess, what would be yours?
1: I don't know how much this will help people, but it's something that kind of, I don't know, I feel like it was a turning point for me to realise that um, every flaw or complex or difficulty and challenge in our life, if you can see it as a gift to you, um you completely change your perspective because you can start to feel sympathy for other people's pain or even when they're inflicting it on you and kind of putting it in your face that that challenge has been given to you for a very specific reason and that is because you're capable of dealing with it and once you overcome a challenge that's been put in front of you it's kind of like you take the next step up and you take the next step forward I feel so like the fact that I've always been hypersensitive to other people's opinions of me and always been afraid to be judged is my gift because that's what I've written about in every second film on every, you know, problem that we've mm-hmm. put out. Um, and that's what I preach on stage. And the more I talk about it and the more I write about it and the more people relate to me, the the further I get away from that problem. and um, And I feel so much more empowered um acting on it than I do like running away from it. So I would say that like the challenges that the universe has put in front of you are, are designed for you to overcome. So I would say yeah don't fret, you're on the right path.
2: Amazing. Thank you so much for talking to Thank me. Thank you. It was really <laughs> nice. I yeah. Congrats and
1: like it's really cool what you're doing.
0: Huge shout out to Jenna again for being a part of this first podcast, and I hope you found her tips as helpful as I did. Drop me a tweet at Don't Fret Club on Twitter, and hopefully I'll see you back here for the next podcast.